0: It's the hope of the catch. It's the remembering the pot that comes up that's full. It's remembering those days where, you know, uh, whether it be fish, lobsters, sharks, whatever you're targeting, you have a
1: good day. This is FishTales, a seafood podcast. I'm John Sussman. The Eastern Rock Lobster Fishery of New South Wales stands as one of the most significant and long-standing commercial fisheries in the state. Operating the length of coastline along New South Wales, this fishery targets the Eastern Rock Lobster, known colloquially as The Local. It's a species known for its unique taste and distinctive appearance. These lobsters, adorned with their striking blue-purple hues when uncooked, transition to a rich crimson red on being cooked, making them a visually stunning catch. For decades, the industry has played a pivotal role in the local economy, providing not only employment for countless fishermen, but also contributing substantially to the region's seafood production and exports. The fisheries benefited from intricate rocky reefs and crevices of the New South Wales coast, offering ideal habitats for the lobsters to flourish. The sustainable management of the Eastern Rock Lobster resource has always been a primary focus. Over the years, the fishery has seen the introduction of various regulations and conservation measures aimed at ensuring the health and longevity of the lobster stocks. These measures, from size limits to closed seasons and quotas, reflect a commitment to balancing economic output with environmental stewardship. This week, the fishery celebrates achieving the coveted Marine Stewardship Council Sustainability Certification in recognition of the fishery's management and good practice. Mark Horn is a 20 year veteran of the fishery. From his home port of Wambara, just north of Wollongong, he plies the seas of the south coast of New South Wales.
0: My name's Mark Horn, and I'm a lobster fisherman in Wambara, New South Wales, which is uh, very close to the northern suburbs of Wollongong. And I've been a fisherman for 23 years this year, and um, I've never seen the fishery in such better shape. I was born in a small hospital at Coldale, which is in the northern suburbs of Wollongong, and I grew up in Wombara, which is right on the ocean, and um, my great-grandfather started uh, taking me round the rocks, and um, at the age of about four years old, we used to go around and he would fish for snapper with a handline, and also we'd have lobster pots in So from a very early age, I was um, introduced to the recreational side of lobster fishing and um, I think it just grew on me from there. I was a very keen angler um, in my early teens and went on to enjoy um, boat fishing, snapper fishing and also the occasional lobster pot round the rocks with Pop while he was alive.
1: Growing up on, in and under the water means that thoughts of fishing are never far away. Even when a career can take one in a different direction, for some, the call of the sea can mean an inevitable life working on it. I
0: was um, actually a registered nurse by trade and I worked my way to the top of the ladder and found that the um, stressful life of night shift and and the hierarchy in the health took its toll. And I broadened my horizons in 2000 And bought a small amount of lobster shares to um, begin my career as a lobster fisherman and having grown up with recreational catching of lobsters um, it wasn't that hard a process to get involved in. The transition into professional fishing for me was more of a stress relief from the everyday working life of shift work as we know it. And um, what it enabled me to do was work from home and develop a business that was supplying fresh seafood lobsters to the local community of Wollongong. I can still remember driving my first aluminium boat home, which was built by Predator Boats at Gerringong. And actually as fixing the LFB numbers to the side and as I drove away from my parents place in Wombara, um, I was living at Gwynville at the time, I looked in the revision mirror and actually seen the RL LFB numbers on the side of the boat and I was very proud to think that I'd grown up as a recreational fisherman with a grandfather that um, had potted lobsters for a majority of of his life, and I was able to continue on in a a sense that I could now catch lobsters on a commercial level and supply the Illawarra um, and beyond with fresh local lobsters. Believe it or not, the first sale or the first uh, couple of months of sale wasn't actually that successful. It was a case of you had to get to know where the lobsters were, what depth and what cycles they use when the seas become big and when the seas be are, are, are quite tame. It's, it's one of the professional fishermen in the area by the name of Brian Johnson, who sadly has passed away now, said to me one day, Mark, you've got to think of a lobster as a fish. They swim around. They move around. You've got to backtrack where you go. Don't think they're going to be in the same spot every day. Um and and that stuck with me and, and that's why most days we're looking for lobsters that are moving around. Traditionally, this time of year, we're in the deeper water and Brian was very, very good in the deep water. He would always backtrack and go to places where he hadn't caught lobsters over the last couple of days and that's something that has stuck with me and it's true to the word. Lobsters move around like fish and um, you've got to follow them at all times.
1: Nestled between the dramatic escarpments of the Illawarra and the expansive Pacific Ocean, Wambara is a charming seaside township located about 60 kilometres south of Sydney. Known for its serene ambience, the town offers a perfect blend of natural beauty with its sprawling coastline and the backdrop of lush green mountains. The name Wambara is believed to be of Indigenous Australian origin, translating to... Black Duck, a testament to the region's rich Aboriginal heritage. It is also a strategic hub for lobster fishermen working the local waters.
0: Wombara was traditionally a coal mining town. It fed into the South Clifton Colliery and the bigger mine up at Coalcliff. Um, it was a very northern suburb sort of town, and it was often called the Sticks. It was a long way from Wollongong and a lot of the major shops. Um, It's adjacent right to the coastline, and as we know it today, it's about two minutes south of the Sea Cliff Bridge, which is an iconic landmark bridge over the Pacific Ocean at Coal Cliff, and ironically, it is our major lobster fishing grounds, which you can see from the bridge, you can see our pots set in and around the rocks for about six to eight months uh, of the year, and um, currently the lobster fishing around the rocks at the moment is is the best. I've seen it in 23 years. I think we have one of the best fisheries in the world, and I say that because I can pick up the phone and um, ring up a representative in Coffs Harbour and speak to him and get a governance of, of the way the fishery is progressing. As a matter of fact, there's, there is a lobster working group, which I'm a part of. It's... it's um, basically a transitional working group for the Department of Primary Industries, Fisheries, and I'm lucky enough to sit as Region Number 5 member, which covers Bundina to the uh, Victorian border. And the network of lobster fishermen, not only on the lobster working group, but in general, the lobster fishermen are communicating with each other, and, and if we're seeing any problems or any differences in catch rates um or interactions that shouldn't be there um being the small fishery it is um it's a very good network and and as you are aware um the work in the last couple of years based on the abundance of the rock lobster has led to the recreational catch actually um being allowed to take three lobsters per day now instead of two and 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 I can't think of a better way to describe the way the fishery has Progress to this other than by the research and development that the fishers have applied to their fishery, we're now seeing the rewards of a protected upper size limit and also a legal size limit from the smaller juvenile lobsters.
1: The Eastern Rock Lobster is typically found in the rocky crevices and reefs of the eastern Australian coast. This preference for rocky environments makes regions with intricate reef systems like the south coast of New South Wales, perfect habitats for these creatures. Although an artisanal fishery by comparison to other Australian lobster fisheries, the Eastern Rock Lobster Fishery in New South Wales plays an important role as one of the state's most commercial and sustainable fisheries.
0: The Eastern Rock Lobster for me, um, having, I've tasted a lot of lobster and um, I think it's the quality of the meat. It's certainly the hardiest lobster when it comes to export. Any exporter will tell you that uh, the hardiness of the eastern rock lobster is is one of the best to export. Um, if you think of the flight times overseas and what the lobster has to endure, uh, even sitting out on a tarmac, you know, for hours in the sun, in in um, refrigerated sort of containers. For me, it, it's. The simplicity of the lobster, the taste of the lobster, and um, now we're entering a phase, the abundance of the lobster, where you can actually selectively um, catch the size that you're after. So for me, it will always be a small lobster over a large lobster. I I think they're sweeter, Um, but there's also the other side of it. One lobster or one kilo lobster will often do two people and... From a restaurant point of view, I guess that's a better value for the customer. We're very privileged at, at where we work here off the, um, the the northern Illawarra coast. We predominantly catch a small lobster, anywhere from 500 grams to 700 grams. Um, and we, we do have a run of larger lobsters that are Uh, We think over the last few years they're getting a little bit bigger in size, anywhere from 900 grams to 1.2 kilos on this, basically this time of year for the next couple of months, we see those mixed in with the smaller cray. Um, As far as the mid-shelf or the continental shelf goes where we target the volumes of lobster, um, it's not until the end of the season off the Illawarra that we see the smaller crays which obviously follow the bigger craze on their migratory run. Um, So lobsters out on those those sorts of depths we see anywhere from 700 grams to up to 1.5, 1.6 kilo, the odd two kilo for us. But the further north you go, if you were to talk to a fisherman up off Sydney or uh, even further, Port Macquarie, Coffs Harbour, they're catching two kilo lobsters um, and (laughs) – An abundance of oversized lobsters that we've noticed in the last um, three to four years. And that is a significant factor for how good the fishery is in. It's those oversized, buried lobsters that are doing the fishery the justice of the reproduction cycle.
1: The New South Wales Eastern Rock Lobster Fishery this week becomes recognised by the MSC as a sustainable fishery. MSC certification not only provides commercial advantages, but also promotes responsible fishing practices, ensuring that fish stocks remain productive for future generations while conserving the marine environment. It is a credit to the fishery to gain this certification.
0: Well, the MSC certification um, came about from some direct direct funding that was um, obtained by the Professional Fishers Association, which is a peak industry body that represents the fishermen of um, New South Wales. And in the beginning, there were <laughs> there were very mixed emotions in terms of whether it was applicable or not for the fishery to go through it. And, and, and having the privilege to sit on the board of the Lobster Working Group, it was very interesting to see where we come from in terms of basically rejecting the process to fully agreeing in a sense that if one of our export markets was to turn around and say we now require the Eastern Rock lobster to be MSC certified, um, we were going to be in a predicament that um, our fishery may not have been MSC certified. And um, in comparison, as you know, lobsters from Western Australia are MSC certified. So the export market had a big influence on it. But not only that, Um, If you look at the big leading retail supply chains of Coles and Woolworths and you look at the branding of Atlantic Salmon from Tasmania, which is MSC certified, um, MSC certification is now going to open up huge markets in terms of moving product, not only uh, around the world, but into these retail markets now uh, that are demanding sustainable practices that um, fisheries around the world should be renowned for. And and I can honestly say the process that we went through for MSC certification included things like where do we get our bait from? Is it sustainable to catch X amount of tonnes of Australian salmon? Um, that's just one example of, of, of the the hoops we had to jump through um, to, to get this certification. And, and on Friday week, we will be celebrating This milestone for the first fishery in New South Wales at Nick Seafood Restaurant in Sydney with with some hierarchical, hopefully some premier and ministerial people to really showcase this product that had almost got to the brink of despair in the late 90s and has now bounced back to be one of the best fisheries that I believe is, is in the world. I think the MSC process um, was the final icing on the cake for the lobster fishery of New South Wales. Having started my career in 2000, I um, I can honestly say that the abundance of stock uh, now far outweighs what it was when I started, and hence our catch effort per pot, etc., is is far greater. So where I can remember in my earlier days running well in excess of 100 small beehive lobster pots, I am now running 40 lobster pots and catching the same amount of, of lobster. And it's a transitional process that we've been through, and I'm sure most lobster fishermen up and down the coast will agree, that the, the research, the development, um, the tagging, the research tagging to look at where these rock lobsters were going, where they were breeding, the upper size limits that were we'll put on it, they all tick the boxes in the sustainability criteria that um, MSC were looking for. And I really, I really admire the process that was so rigorous to get us through because, you know what, the the fishery today, that what I can see, uh, will not only be there for my son, it will be there for his son and son thereafter if we maintain the rigorous. Uh, that we have with our um, harvest strategy and, and the fishery going forward.
1: A typical day for a small inshore artisanal lobster fisherman like Mark is guided by years of experience and local knowledge. He prepares his modest boat and equipment and heads out to manage all aspects of the process of harvesting and caring for his catch. Returning to shore, he then needs to undertake all tasks from selling to distribution. It's a tough job.
0: We operate a company here at, at Wombara called Lobfish, and we're, we're very honoured that we have small 5-metre aluminium vessels and we have a large 10-metre vessel which is moored in Kayama Harbour called the Junee. And we're actually now um, becoming adaptive to working both the inshore fishery and the offshore fishery, as we call it. The inshore fishery is worked in in depth of anywhere from two metres of water out to about 20 metres of water. And um, that's for us here on this specific part of the coast at the Illawarra. Different sections of the coastline, of course, have different depths that they work in, what they call an inshore fishery. But a typical day for the inshore fishery is up at the crack of dawn, small pots, small beehive pots, small tinny that you can run these pots in and out around, small bomboras... um, Reefs that come out off headlands, and, and and predominantly you're moving with the lobsters from the time that they um, grow up from a juvenile species into a an adult mature lobster, and also going through their their change of shell process, which happens um, in around about July August for us June July August we, we notice that they shed their shells. Uh, predominantly on the inshore waters. So we're actually then following these lobsters till about the middle of December, sometimes a bit later, where all of a sudden we lose the bulk of what we call the travelling lobsters, the ones that are 100% um, fit and ready to travel to the outer reefs for the breeding cycle. And that's where our typical offshore reefs um Take over. Um, so, but but typically for for an inshore day, it's four to five hours. We bring the lobsters home; they're tagged. Um, Logbooks are filled in at the boat ramp, and for us, they go into a live tank, and then we just wait. The customers that call, and we predominantly um, transition those lobsters from the tank as a live product um, to the relevant restaurants, etc. As for the offshore fishery, it's it's a much relaxed environment. The boat is a lot bigger. We can actually make a cup of tea on the boat. I know that sounds <laughs> a little petty, but to sit there on the way out and have a cup of tea and, and, and look at the day breaking, we use a lot bigger traps. The reefs um, are somewhat bigger. Um, and the catch rates are a lot bigger because we use such a bigger trap. However, we're not out there every day. We we set these traps predominantly for a 30-day soak, and that allows any of the travelling lobsters time to go sort of around the edges of the reef and, and up the continental shelf, and um, it, it's a much more sophisticated. We don't work in any of the horror weather conditions that you see on um, – lobstermen or uh, the crab shows over in, in America, the deadliest catch, if we've got more than 20 knots of wind, we don't work at all. We wait for those conditions to be favourable, and then we might put in a 10-hour day to get around whatever gear is, um, is needing to be done. So the offshore fishery for me is the way to go. Once you're over 50, I reckon that should be set in gold. That's, that, that's the way that it should be. Um, a good day's catch for an inshore lobster fisherman, well, that depends how hard you want to go. <laughs> if, if you're a, a young, fit um, fisher and want to run more pots than a, a middle-aged or an older fisher that wants to run less pots, that can actually be quite rewarding. However, it's, it's interesting to note this time of year, once the, once the, the lobsters move a little bit further offshore, The catch rates are quite high, and I'll give you a comparison for today's efforts. My son is running approximately 75 beehive pots um, in and around the rocks, and I'm running approximately 40 pots um, a lot wider in, in probably double the depth of water he is. His catch today I I think was not 79 lobsters for a couple of days soaked and my catch was 71 lobsters for um, probably three days soaked. So you can see 75 pots versus say 40 pots, the catch is quite the same. That's when the lobsters start moving around.
1: For a small inshore fisherman, selling his catch to restaurants is pivotal. This direct relationship ensures fresh, locally sourced seafood for restaurateurs, enhancing their menus appeal. The Fisherman, in turn, garners a premium price, recognising the quality and sustainability of his efforts. This partnership fosters local economies. For diners, it offers a taste of the local marine bounty, the fisherman's narrative rooted in tradition and sustainable practices often becomes a selling point for restaurants, enhancing the dining experience while supporting community livelihoods.
0: You can focus on a different playing field when it comes to selling lobsters and basically what the fishermen look for is um, probably the best return for the product with the less handling. So for us, it's it's the the catch goes into our holding tanks, and whether it be the next day or whenever we have the stock, they go out live, and there is a um, there is a uh, an essence on the simplistic side of things that if you can get rid of lobsters without having to turn around and cook. Uh, transport um, and deliver small numbers to a lot of places, then uh, it, it all factors into the economy of, of, of your business. And um, for us, it's a major retail restaurant chain in Sydney that we major supply. Um, and to be honest with you, I think we're in our second and a half year now where we haven't actually put a lobster on the Sydney fish market floor Um, due to the demand um, from the local restaurant and also the local fishmongers here in the Illawarra. Uh, it's, It's quite rewarding to see your product on the menu and I can honestly say we're very proud, Bradley and I are very proud, that on Friday the 6th of October we will actually be supplying Nick's Seafood Restaurant in Sydney with the MSC, Approved lobsters from our company, Lobfish, and that will be a significant chapter in my 23 years of lobstering. It's one thing to supply a restaurant or a seafood shop. Um, the The most rewarding comment, the most rewarding factor of a lobster fishing business for us is when people turn around and say how much they enjoyed the product, and that could be from a public sale at the front door through to you're sitting in a restaurant and the people next door say that lobster was beautiful. Well, it's not only the way that it was caught, but, of course, you need to give credit to the restauranteurs and the way they're preparing the product. And if you look at the MSC process, I suppose you could honestly say this is hopefully going to keep that rigorous sustainability and. Um, Uh, what would you say supply chain um, in, in um, in a very good state
1: As an artisanal fisherman contemplates winding down his role reflection and transition dominate his days. Years of skill and sea knowledge now find purpose in mentoring the next generation ensuring the preservation of tradition. Both fish and networking with restaurants and local markets shift towards advisory role rather than direct involvement although the life of a fisherman never really finishes.
0: The life of a lobster fisherman in Wombara is slowly winding down. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's up to a young person now, and I'm very, very blessed that I have my son, Bradley, who is um, basically leading our business now. Um, and not on a sad note, but on a, a very emotional note, I can actually say... This is my last year as an inshore lobster fisherman. I've done it for 23 years, getting up at the crack of dawn, 4am, 3am to make bait in summertime so the flies don't bother you. And although the the time spent on the water is, you know, not really in excess of four or five hours, the small tinny, the waves, dodging the waves, uh, getting hooked up around the rocks and, you know... It takes a nerve, and I, I have had some unfortunate incidents over the years where that nerve now and my reflex capabilities um, at 53 years of age are not quite there. So I'm, I'm, I'm very honoured that uh, Bradley is now taking over the inshore, and I, I will be concentrating my efforts um, a lot further out to see where the uh, reflexes can be um, a little bit more relaxed.
1: A small fisher's day is a mosaic of experiences, the anticipation at dawn, the challenge of an unpredictable sea, the satisfaction of a good catch, and the camaraderie of customers. Each day brings a blend of nature's beauty, physical demands, and the nuanced skills honed over years, culminating in a deep, enduring bond with the ocean. There can sometimes be unique experiences that only he will get.
0: Over the 23 years, I can honestly say some of the most rewarding experiences on the ocean um, come with seeing the abundance of wildlife that you're working in amongst. Um, The whale population has exploded um, immensely over my 23 years. Dolphins, seals, um, they're all out there and and, and growing rapidly. Um, And I think the other thing to mention too, um, uh, you know, it, it's one thing to work in a fishery and be focused on one species, but over the 23 years I've had the privilege to work in um, demersal fish trapping, hand lining, uh, trolling uh, surface fish. And um, from what I can gather now, there's, there's the luxury for commercial fishermen to actually choose what fishery they want to be in. One thing I've never done is worked in a lake, and I wouldn't know the first place to look in a lake for a fish, but I can honestly say what I've seen over 23 years um, when it comes to fish and, and, and uh, especially the wildlife, including sharks sharks are are very popular now in discussions as you know on the media but that's good management um and the shark population is there and if sharks are targeted by fishermen well you know that's another fishery in itself so i'm very proud to say over 23 years i've seen most fisheries um, improve rather than decline
1: With its recent MSC certification, the Eastern Rock Lobster Fishery epitomises sustainability. This accolade, recognising responsible fishing practices, ensures the lobster's long-term viability. As consumer demand for sustainable seafood grows, the fishery is poised for both ecological success and market appeal, securing a prosperous and resilient future for the industry.
0: I think lobster fishing um, on the south coast of New South Wales and I think lobster fishing in general for the whole state of New South Wales is in a very, very positive um, manner at the moment. I think the management right through from research to departmental rule changes, um, the governance of of our reporting, um, the compliance efforts that keep the fishery in stringent guidelines It all works together and, you know, if I was going to invest uh, more, which I am, I mean, there's no two ways about it. I mean, it's a fishery that I can see going well into the future. It's well managed and um, I I can't see a problem unless there's an ecological disaster, Um, then the lobster fishery is secure for many, many, many years to come.
1: A fisherman who works the same waters year in, year out, develops an innate relationship with his region. He never really loses his love of the ocean.
0: At 53 years of age, what gets me out of bed? It's my son. <laughs> He's 27 and he gets me out of bed. But on a general rule of thumb, I think it's the it's the hope of the catch. It's the remembering the pot that comes up that's full. It's remembering those days where, you know, uh, whether it be fish, lobsters, sharks, whatever you're targeting, you have a good day. And we all set out to have those good days. And don't get me wrong, we have some disastrous days where I can remember only a week ago, I turned around and come home and I was absolutely Disgusted in myself that I couldn't physically no longer work in a gale force westerly wind to haul those pots in a little a little boat, and you know it, it, it's ironic because the very next day the conditions were good and you're back out there. It's it's catching that product. It's it's the positive feedback you get from the public. Um, you know we're we're very honoured now to be supplying a major seafood chain in Sydney, Nick Seafood, that. The people, the feedback, what you see online, um, if somebody's never had a lobster before or never had a snapper, um, to see their faces, to be able to afford seafood is one thing too, but to enjoy it and have it cooked um, professionally is another. I've got to be honest with you, I'm not a, a great lobster eater, but my late mother, i bless her soul, I will say that she used to cook the best lobster pieces on New Year's Eve. Uh, They are childhood memories at Merry Beach Caravan Park. Um, As I said, my grandfather and father recreationally, we used to set pots and catch lobsters, and mum used to take the tail out of the lobster, cut it into small pieces, and she used to tempura batter it. And It was a New Year's Eve tradition, and I can honestly say that's, one of the two ways I enjoy lobster on the minimal times that I've had it. And I've I've got to give full recognition for the next dish. I I wasn't a lobster eater, but um, one of the staff at uh, Sydney at Nick's restaurant said, Mark, you've got to try the signature dish, the garlic lobster. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I eat my words, um, the fresh live green lobster that was done in garlic was was very nice.
1: Wombara lobster fisherman Mark Horn stands as a proud beacon for his community, championing the Eastern Rock Lobster's unique attributes and its sustainable future. His unwavering commitment mirrors in his endorsement of the MSC certification, highlighting responsible fishing practices. Beyond being a fisherman. Mark serves as a bridge between tradition and modernity, embodying the spirit of Wambara and advocating for the ocean's treasures with passion and integrity. This is Fishtales, a seafood podcast. A Deep in the Weeds production, I'm John Sussman. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast or email us at fishtailspodcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay tuned for more tales from beneath the surface of the seafood world every Friday on your podcast app.